What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Emerson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy alive? Yeah, doing well. Uh, enjoying another glass of hot tea, as usual. You gotta get. I, I, you know what? I'm going to get you off of that one of these days. And especially if we can get GP, if we, if we can get this economy open and we can get GP back down to Costa Rica, you'll throw that tea out the window. Because mm. uh, he'll get you some of that good... Off. He will get you some of that good Costa Rican coffee, man. Trust me, there's nothing like it. I have him ship some stuff over to me whenever, well, this is back when you could actually go there. Uh, I would have him get me some uh, Costa Rican coffee. But seeing as how we're, you know, a little bit um, indisposed at the moment when it comes to travel. By the way, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, you know, the sa- excuse me, I-, I didn't give him the respect he deserves. The sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci. You know, I've been kind of wondering. Yeah, right. I've been kind of wondering the last few days why I'm starting to see so much of this guy. And today I told you I was a little bit concerned when I turned the, uh, or excuse me, when I, I almost said when I turned the TV on, when I opened up my homepage and I didn't see anything from him, nothing. I thought, okay, fine. Is he, has he finally been let off in handcuffs where he belongs? I thought maybe, maybe, I mean, a guy can dream, right? This guy has now said now uh, the the headlines of this guy are just amazing because every day there's at least a half a dozen or more headlines of this guy with these uh, these barn burner headline titles and all that stuff. It's clickbait. That's all it is. Like, here's a good one. Dr. Fauci just issued this warning about another new covid strain. So we've got two new deadly strains out there now. Right. Anthony Fauci says the new South African COVID strain likely in the U.S. already. Dr. Fauci just said when the COVID or when COVID could be over. Uh, And then, of course, there's another one that says Dr. Fauci just said that we could make this vaccine mandatory in this place, which she's talking about airlines, which some airlines are already doing it. So we talk about private businesses and having a having a right. I mean, what what about uh, what about airlines in this case? What are your thoughts on that? Airlines making vaccines mandatory. I mean, I, I don't agree. I, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree, agree with any business uh, making you uh, do that. None. So when you start getting into the health and mandating that someone inject themselves with something or take some medication or whatever, that's none of the business. That That's not the business of the business, right? That's, that's no, it's just, just no, that, that violates your rights as far as the Hippocratic laws, right? They don't get that. They're not privileged to know that information. Uh, the the only thing that really, as far as um, going into like third world countries that are, you know, uh, they, they there's a lot of diseases and stuff, and and just that part you know, I get. getting boosters that part I get. and vaccines. I get it exactly. That that's part not, I understand. That's not for the flight that's though. The yeah, that that's not for the flight. That's for you being exposed to the population. Well, and that's also for you to come home. The government won't let you back in until you've you know, been properly quarantined and whatnot uh, in that scenario. So in that case, though, I understand. I get it. You're you're going to a, a location that is, but you could make the same arguments about COVID. Could you though? No, in the sense of COVID's not as deadly as some of these other diseases, but you could make the same argument saying, well, you came from a location that was um, 
heavily infected with a contagious disease. As such, um, you know, if you're going to, let's say you want to fly to the UK, well, you have to be vaccinated. Sorry, UK is having, you know, bad problems right now with the COVID new, are new they? strain. No. <laughs> no. <Well, yeah. laughs> no. Actually, they, they are having problems with COVID. It's because the government is telling them to shut down. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the disease right now is government, not the not the COVID SARS CoV two. Yeah, it is. And that, that's what it that's what it comes down to is this, it's not the virus, it's the response to it that's the problem. And and that's the bigger threat. And what people don't get is is that you see how they're gonna turn all this back. Right. Everything's going to be flipped back just like they've done everything else. They're going to flip this back on itself. I mean, it's so simple. It's it just might work. Right. That's what they're doing. They're going to do this. And and now it's oh well, uh, you notice that there's hospitals that aren't full. Oh, you're going back into lockdown. It's just like if you were starting to let's say if you were starting to break free from your captor just a little bit. They're going to punish you a little harder, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And see, when you don't go along with it, well, then it's going to be your fault. See, you did this. Your It's your fault that this is happening. You didn't wear a mask. That's your fault. Uh, y- you didn't you didn't do what we told you to do. So there's going to be a depression now. And that's your fault. No, the lockdowns have caused that. Your response is what's caused that. Not the people. Well, I guess you could you kind of lay the blame on the people here for for putting up with it for so long. But I, I think it's a side issue. The good news, the good news is, is that the World Health Organization is starting to take a notice to this. And the uh, the head of the World Health Organization, you know, the uh, the uh, Ted Ross or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. the uh, but you know, who I'm talking about the, the guy from Ethiopia, the, the guy that's yeah, yeah the, basically some paid hack by Bill Gates. Right. That's what it is. He's come out and he said that he's he's very disappointed uh, that that China hasn't granted entry to coronavirus experts. He, he's very disappointed. But why are we surprised? I mean, this this fits this fits the bill for these kinds of gov- these kinds of government. Look at look at uh, Iran and the the nuclear specialists. They don't allow that to come in. Yeah, well, I mean, it was my understanding that the World Health Organization had turned over the investigation to the Chinese Communist Party anyway. So why are they complaining? I I, I guess you could complain. If you're trying to keep up images, right, and you're trying to keep a a population a population stupid, right? If, if that's your goal, then basically what you do is you have the setup like um like the uh, Iranian nuclear deal to where you give them a two week warning before you come in and do uh, testing and whatnot. So give them a two week warning before you send the experts in. Mm-hmm. You, you know the uh, the disgraceful Irishman. That's on the WHO council, the one that the one that said that we played a clip here of him saying uh, that we have to go into the houses and find people that are infected and drag them out uh, with with an amount of dignity. You, me- you remember that one? Yeah. The, the guy that was basically sanctioning uh, state brutality, that, that that guy. Yeah. 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 The one that he, would trigger a civil war. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that right. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the one. He's the emergencies chief, you see, of the World Health Organization. And and he said that he had been impressed with the Chinese officials and the critical nature of, of the mission to find out the origin of the, the coronavirus. Now, see, and he's quoted here by saying that we trust and hope that this is just a logistic and bureaucratic issue that can be resolved very quickly. We trust in good faith that we can resolve these issues in the coming hours. It's almost like uh, they're, they're signaling. It's almost like um, 
hey, this is this is what it is, right? Right? Uh-huh. Nudge, nudge. Right? Yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which the World Health Organization people, they were never allowed in there from the start. They were taken to Beijing. They were put up in a five-star hotel, and they were given uh, fake BS numbers. That's all that they were mm-hmm. ever given because the numbers aren't there. By the way, do, do you remember the... And I was thinking about this, and and I heard somebody on another podcast bring this up, and this is a good point. Bruce, when's the Chinese New Year? February, I believe. February. Mm-hmm. Why were they in Wuhan celebrating on New Year's Eve? Uh-huh. It's all propaganda. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting, huh? Yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, you're not supposed to notice that, right? Because clearly, obviously, right. you know, everybody celebrates the same thing around the world, right? Right, right. All right. So talk to me about the South African strain, because Fauci's all over TV and all in the papers and the magazines and everything talking about how this is this is crazy. It's, it's the deadliest thing. What's going on? So we have the UK strain. Now there's a South African strain. Uh, uh, apparently, um, I haven't I'm, seen the UK strain yet. Have you? I haven't seen it. No, I have. I have not seen any kind of documentation of it. Uh, the same with this uh, South African strain. I've seen an article that was mentioning it or something, but uh, I've not actually seen any data um, supporting this or, or or even seen any kind of like basic reporting of. of they all the seem to be. Yeah. Have you noticed that they all that they both seem to be more infectious, but not more yeah. deadly, which means they're just going to yeah. they're, they're just going to maybe turn the cycle of the PCR test up a notch or two. Maybe that's the problem with all this is, um, oh, we have a new strain of it. And that's all they do is they just turn up the cycling on it or or keep it high like it is currently. And then say and then say, see, see, we told you that there's more people that are getting infected. It's worse than we thought. But we already know that 80 percent of people that are infected with covid are asymptomatic. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I don't know if people understand the fact that if you are truly infected with a virus, do you know how your body responds? I do, yes. Fever, you know, cough, runny nose, you know, some of the basic symptoms of flu or the cold is how your body responds to an infection. If you truly had COVID-19 and were infected, you would have symptoms. Those 80% that are asymptomatic, they are not infected. That's a that's a bogus PCR test, uh, but anyway, I'm I'm obviously um that just that one annoys me. It, it just it annoys me so much that they've they've lied to us for so long now. And then we knew it at the time. We've been talking about it. We've been saying it, but now we have the data. Now we have the proof that the death numbers are the same. They're on the same trends as the last decade. Um, you lied to us. Now the question is: Is the American people? Is the Western world not just America? Is the Western world going to stand up? Are they going to demand their officials? Why don't you resign? In shame, I might add, they're not going to. As much as I wish they would, I, I honestly I wish they would, but uh, they're not going to. Uh, but interestingly enough, so uh, all right, this new strain has been identified, and I hate I hate talking about all this crap because uh, I'm tired of it. Now that we've seen the CDC numbers and we've we've gotten a count on the on the last year's numbers, I, I don't buy any of this this stuff here. The South African variant named 501V2 has emerged in the UK, Switzerland, Finland, Japan, Australia, Zambia, France, and South Korea. Seventy percent more infectious, but you don't have a higher increase of mortality. 
Fauci is quoted by saying that um, he I'm just quoting here. He says, I would be surprised if it were not already in the United States, but you never know until you find it and then prove it's here. But we have not detected the South African strain. Well, I'm, I'm glad that he's there to clear all this up. I, I'm really I'm glad that he's there to clear all this up. To be honest with you, after the CDC death numbers, I think you have every you have every right to go and arrest Fauci and Gates yeah. both at this point. Both of them. Not one of them. Both of them. Now. Burks. Give uh, Burks, all the rest of them. Give me the authority to go arrest them. I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. And if you think I'm joking, you're mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Um, I would love to see those uh, people arrested. And, um, you know, I would I would like to see the, the media reprimanded somehow for lying, pushing this, uh, these lies. I, I'm all for the First Amendment allows them to do that. I, OK, that, that's a good point. I'm all for freedom of the press. I'm, I'm all for freedom of the press. But you have to admit that they're not journalists. They're not reporting on on factual things that can be proven. They're spouting propaganda. Yeah. How's that freedom of the press at that point? Yeah, it's um, the the only the only thing we can really do against the press, as uh, at least um, uh, in America, at least stop consuming it. Don't watch the shows. Don't look at the news articles from the Communist News Network or or any of these others that are tied with China. Yeah, don't 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 look at them. Go to the other alternatives, the ones that are actual journalists that are actually reporting on things. One American News. One American News is a good one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Organizations like the Blaze, you know, Glenn back down there at the Blaze, they do good work. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's other there's other organizations. I mean, those are just a couple, but uh, those those are good organizations that do accurate reporting on things. Now, to be honest with you, I'm getting a little upset at some people that seem to think that Joe Biden's somehow going to take office and we need to prepare ourselves for 2024. There is no 2024. We don't fix this now. There's no 2024. You can forget it. The stuff you're exactly right. There is no 2024 if it's a Biden uh, presidency. (laughs) This stuff. Okay, first of all, it's not a Biden presidency; it's a Kamala presidency. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll do you one better. It's a Nancy Pelosi presidency. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you, you, you're just right. I, I, I won't go dark and and be too, you know. Well, I do have some good news. Speaking of Dr. Anthony Fauci, the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci. Speaking of him, he has. This is good news. This is good news. He has said when COVID could be over. Could be. Um, nine years, right? No, no. He's he's brought it up a little bit closer than that. He said now Bill Gates is saying Q1 of 2022. Okay, so this time next year is what he's saying. Fauci, though, Fauci's a little bit more optimistic. He says we could be back to normal life by the third quarter of 2021. Now, see, see, that's only if enough people are vaccinated against COVID-19. So originally, but that's but hold on. But he he also said that's a big if that's a big if. Mm -hmm. So originally we were to flatten the curve 14 days. Right. Then we were asked to wear masks uh-huh. and uh, continue locking down. Uh-huh. Uh, no, they're, they're just going to ask something else. They're, it's just going to be something else. Well, not enough people got the vaccine. Sorry. What are you talking about? 80% of the population got a vaccine. Uh, I mean, it, that's not, it, that's comparison, the masks right now. 80%, 80% of the yeah. population. Actually, you ran the numbers. 90 something, right? Yeah. So overall, it's it's if you were to average out every state, it's like 94, 95 percent of people are wearing a mask. So the thing is, I, I harp on them and, and talk. I actually wear a mask, too. And when I'm in public, because some of the places that I go to require it. Right. So I've 
worn a mask in those locations. Here's some interesting statistics to pay attention to. The Trump administration initially pledged that 20 million people would be vaccinated by the end of 2020. But as of Monday, so yesterday, only four and a half million people have received the vaccine. So you see, it's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault that you can't. Oh, yeah. So we we created a vaccine fast, the the fastest vaccine ever produced in human history. And by the way, um, I'd just like to add, I'd just like to add that China hasn't developed a single vaccine in 5,000 years. I'd just like to throw that out there. And where again did this um, plague start? Oh, that's right. Wuhan. China. China. Oh, oh. And by the way, officials are saying that it's likely it came out of a Wuhan lab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not saying that. Now, see, Bruce, here's here's the good news. Here's the good. Now, all that stuff's going to come out. Here, here's the good news. Joe Biden, right? He has a goal, though. Pres- excuse me. President elect Joe Biden, the mm. man who's sitting in the office of the president elect, right? Which there is no such office. This could be done by the end of summer if Joe Biden gets in office. That, But see, that's a big if. Again, that's a big if. Because he has a goal, you see. Joe Biden does. He has a goal of vaccinating one million people per day or 100 million within the first 100 days of his administration, which he's also said that he's going to, along with vaccinations of 1 million per day, he's also said that he's going to lock down, hard lock down the entire nation for 100 days and mask mandate for 100 days. Mm -hmm. So you're going to you're not going to have any better thing to do, right? So just right. go so in and get a vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Just go in and get a vaccine. It's the only time that you'll be able to. And of course, it's not going to help you against COVID. They've already said that it's not going to do anything against it. So why are we taking those again? Yeah. Fauci's yeah, also quoted the same amount. He says, now, in order to achieve herd immunity, which, by the way, the World Health Organization changed the underlying definition of herd immunity to mean vaccination rather than by natural order of things, like we've done with the seasonal flu. Fauci said in order to achieve herd immunity, between 70 and 85 percent of the American public would need to be vaccinated. Didn't he say the same thing about masks? <laughs> yeah, he they did, did, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. And by the way, the flu. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll get into some flu numbers tomorrow, but we're not going to do it today. Interesting study and interesting observation by an epidemiologist has come out about the flu. We're going to talk about that tomorrow because we just don't have time today. Pretty sure we're not going to get to everything we want to get to today. But Fauci said, if we put the kind of pressure on the way we're talking now, getting that 1 million people per day vaccinated, by the time we get to the middle and end of summer, we can have that veil, that envelope, that umbrella of herd immunity that could protect us. And then Hmm. you and I can get out on the court and play some pickup basketball because the level of virus will be so low in the community that it won't pose a risk to us. You mean like right now? Yeah. So I I have an idea, right? This is this is uh, this is one of Biden's other, you know, um, plans, if you will. So why don't just give everybody two thousand dollars if they go and get a vaccine? You know, he's already telling people that. Yeah, he's actually telling people in Georgia that if the two uh, the, the runoff election, if they vote Democrat and it goes to Democrats, then you will get two thousand dollars. Everyone will get two thousand dollars. Isn't that a little bit illegal? to bribe a populace like that? Well, they don't care about legality at this point, do they? I mean, they stole a presidential election. Yeah, and possibly two Senate seats. Two Senate seats and God knows how many House seats and governorships and and all the rest of it. Yeah, and they've been destroying businesses the entirety of last year. The entirety, not just with the COVID stuff, but the riots, 
uh, it's uh, I don't know, man, people are going to if they continue with this nonsense. I think it's like Ned said yesterday. He said that the longer these people remain in power, the worse the fallout's going to be on the other side. Yep. We can spend a couple of minutes here in the end. Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, Mm -hmm. he's missing. He's been missing for quite some time. And he just up and disappeared. Apparently, he's got a reality TV show and where it's kind of like the lion's den and uh the u.s variant of it dragon's den or whatever where they have a business idea what was it like african uh entrepreneur or something i don't remember something something like that it's where yeah it's where they pitch an idea and then they have to justify that business idea to a panel and jack Mm -hmm. ma was one of the people it was his show but it was he was one of the people on that panel and yeah, he would actually, I mean, he would appear on the show. He would meet with the contestants and all of that stuff. And all of a sudden, he just disappeared. I mean, disappeared. He's just gone. So he's gone. And all, more than that, his Twitter hasn't been touched. So no tweets. I mean, he used to tweet multiple times a day. His Twitter hasn't been touched. And apparently no one's seen him. Don't you find that kind of odd? No, no. See, he he's just on vacation. I mean, here's a, here's a guy who's worth $55 billion conservatively, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I want to think he's like the poster boy of the Chinese Communist Party when it comes to business. He's an entrepreneur that came from nothing. He's a Chinese Communist Party member, and he's been towing the party line until recently. What happened? He criticized the state banking system. That was the last thing that, uh, that that's known to have possibly been connected to his disappearance. And now he's gone. He also came out as uh, as being Jewish. Now, I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. It could. If you look at the Chinese uh, persecution of people that believe in in various uh, spiritual beliefs, then that would stand to reason that that might play a part in it. I don't know. I don't know. But he's disappeared. And I think it's uh, it, it's pretty interesting that if that's the case, I mean, if China wants somebody disappeared, they will disappear you. And that seems to be what's happened here, at least until we hear something. But a guy like this, I mean, if they if, if they make this guy, I mean, think, think of think of him like think of Jack Ma as I almost want to say he's like the Elon Musk, and he's actually been up there on stage with Elon Musk before doing like conferences and and, uh, shows and things like that. But think of him like, uh, not like, okay, maybe Elon Musk is a bad example. Think of him like uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos and uh, and maybe a, a Tim Cook or not a Tim Cook, a, a Steve Jobs, right? Kind of a half and half because he was he was founded in basically Internet companies and, and he was uh, very good with computers when he got his hands on one. He's a smart guy and he came up with all these uh, these business ideas and building websites and uh, and doing business with uh, other sponsorships and things like that. And he was able to build himself. And then, of course, he launched Alibaba and uh, became a uh, very rich guy. And so he criticizes the state banking system. He disappears. And I look at this other article that came out of the Business Insider today, a couple of hours ago, and it says that China has condemned one of the nation's top bankers to death after he was found guilty of accepting $277 million in bribes. Now, Bruce, you had weighed in on this when I brought it up to you. He could be just dead weight, right? Some old uh, old line, old, old ideas being cleared out and out of the way. But I find it interesting that, and maybe this isn't connected, I don't know, but Jack Ma criticizes the Chinese state-run banking system. He disappears, and now one of China's top bankers involved in that state banking system is now sentenced to death after accepting $277 million in bribes. Seems a bit suspect. Just, just, just a bit. Just a bit. It's almost like they're tying up loose ends and, you know. Or, yeah, but, you know, like yeah, I said, but, he outlived his usefulness. Right, and he is an older fella, but, I mean, Jack Ma? Jack Ma's only, like, what, 50? 52, something like that? Well, yeah, not Ma. Um, 
the the banking guy. Uh, yeah, the banking guy. Yeah, but but Jack Ma, he, I don't. Uh, Jack Ma wouldn't be a loose end. Of course, I don't know the you know the inter workings or anything behind it. But I, I just he may, he may have he may know what's going on in the background. I mean, he would obviously do business with a bunch of banks, so he may know some of the inner workings, and he may have bought off these people before and knows. Uh, the corruption, and they may have been afraid that he was going to bring it out and and expose it. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, like a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. That's kind of how these uh, these political games work behind the scenes. Is exactly how you just said. It's a buying off of certain people behind the scenes, especially in the Asiatic societies. When you start looking at the the history of Asiatic society, there was actually a system that was in place in China prior to the uh, the Maoist revolution, and it was. It was actually put into a form of called Asiatic despotism, and it was essentially you had 90% of the population that was down at the bottom. You had the top 10%, but the top 10%, it might take someone of that family because they were families at the top, and and most uh, Asian nations were like this. But uh, in China specifically, it would take a family member sometimes two or three or four generations to work their way up that social ladder, if you will and get to the top. And when they would get there, they wouldn't be there very long. They'd only be up there maybe a generation or two, and the entire family would fall back down to the bottom of society and the the cycle would repeat because you would have other people going in. There would be power structures and wars and and things like that between the the families and uh, things of that nature. So you mix that with a little bit of um, Marxism and Maoist cultural revolution. You've got a nice little uh, back deal society going on there. And that's how they do things. Maybe it is loose ends. They're calling this guy the banker. They're calling him China's most corrupt financial official. And he was investigated over t- or in 2018 over his time as the chairman of the banking giant China Harong Asset, Med- Asset Management. Uh, the Chinese government later found him guilty of accepting $277 million in bribes between 2008 and 2018. So they- this may all be false, by the way. It could Those be could all be false allegations and they're just tossing him under the bus. He's just a scapegoat. Yeah, it, it could be. Could very well be. Uh, and again, that's how they do it there. I mean, that's that's just the way that it is. It's a very nasty game. This is kind of what they would do in the Soviet Union, too. They would throw people to the wolves like that. And you and your entire family would be sent off to a gulag and never heard from again in eastern Siberia. Yeah. By the way, I saw a video the other day and we're going to have to go. We're almost we're out of time. But I saw a video the other day of eastern Siberia. And it was somebody with a uh, with a phone, uh, with their cell phone, and they were in an apartment. The temp, Bruce, the temperature outside was minus forty five. Yeah, there was ice on everything, right? A thick layer of ice on everything. And you know what was going on? Mm, don't know. The video was of a group of school children out on the playground during recess. Wow. Can you imagine? They were on merry go rounds. They were swinging, going down slides. In minus forty, in minus forty-five, if you can imagine, it's almost like you would touch the merry-go-round and get your hands stuck to it. I mean, that's like good grief. That's how tough it is there, man. You know, it's that's just oh man. That's I guess I guess in Eastern Siberia they call that an average day. That's so, pretty insane. That is pretty insane. Which, by the way, another fun fact: at minus sixty below zero, at minus sixty degrees, a banana becomes a deadly weapon. Just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> that, and that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. We are we are going to have to go. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. And thank you to all the listeners. If you're probably stopping some more, please tune in to us later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.